the menopause. Did I make you cringe? You see, this is one of those words that some people don't feel very comfortable hearing. It's a bit like discharge or gusset or vagina. It's one of those words that some people feel very uncomfortable talking about or even hearing. Oh, no, 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 no. I'd I'd rather not. No, no, no. We can't talk about that. It's another one of these taboos in the world of women. You see, this was my whole reason of starting this podcast over a year ago. Oh, can you believe it's been a year now? I started Adventures of a Geriatric Mum because I went through fertility treatment. And whilst I was going through it for five years, nobody really talked about it at all. It was one of those taboos where people either didn't know what to say or they didn't want to upset me or they didn't understand it. That's a lot of it. They didn't understand it. And so on starting my journey with this podcast, it has just opened so many more doors to me about taboos surrounding the female form, female pleasure, the clitoris, which was only discovered a few decades ago. I mean, come on. Somatic healing. All of these things that are surrounding the female body, and yet we don't talk about them enough. Menopause. Thankfully, women are now starting to stand up and talk about their experiences with menopause. When my mother went through it, God bless her, my old mum, Sandra, I'll never forget Sandra just going, I'm going through the change. And she was constantly sweating everywhere. Oh, I'm having a hot flush. I'm having a hot flush. Oh, bloody hell, open the window. I had no idea what my mum was talking about because it's not something I was taught about in school. I've mentioned this so many times. The one thing that I learned in school in sex education was how not to have a child. That was about it. How not to have children and nobody ever mentioned the menopause. Yet, if you are a woman with a vagina, you are going to go through the menopause at some point. Yes, it's one of those big taboos. One of those ones that we talk about in inverted commas, the change. Thankfully, because of women like today's guest speaker, it's becoming one of those taboos that's that's getting broken down that women and men are talking about, that experiences are getting shared without feeling shame or embarrassment because it's something that will happen to all women. I met this lady at a networking event at a ladies' lunch and she wasn't sat next to me, she was sat next door but one to me. And around the table, we were talking about everything, vaginas, periods, oh, boobs, everything, plastic surgery. I think we got into the point of lip fillers as well at one point. And then when Judy mentioned about her work with the menopause and how she holds groups, how she does menopause retreats, how she has men involved in them as well. I was hooked. Her work is incredible. Judy is a personal confidence coach and she's now been working in the coaching um, arena for over 24 years. She is old school. She's also a cognitive behavioral therapist and a hypnotherapist. But the one thing that she thrives on and her real passion lies is supporting women and men navigate all the menopause avenues and sort of hurdles that it can bring along the way as well. She can speak from the heart and she can speak from experience because Judy has actually gone through the menopause twice Yes, twice. You have to hear her story. She's very, very passionate about helping and educating people and helping them learn to talk about this in a conversation and understand how they can adjust to the menopause experience, which will help them. You are going to absolutely love this lady. 
She has got so much energy, it's infectious. And this didn't really feel like a, this, do you know what this felt like? This felt like a great conversation with a really good friend. And that is exactly what Judy is. Bearing in mind, I'd only ever met Judy once up until this point. But she's just one of those women that when you meet, you click with her straight away and you want to listen to what she has to say. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I know for a fact you're going to, and you're probably going to listen to it twice. I will leave all of Judy's contact details in the show notes. I honestly cannot wait for you to hear this. Mel. Yummy mummy. Geriatric mum. How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace, and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. So hello and welcome to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. I'm Sally Wallace, your host. This is my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, obviously, as I've just said. Um, If you've never listened to one of these episodes before, then you, um, to be fair, you're going to be rather delighted because today is guest speaker day which actually is one of my favorite days. It's, it's, it's like Taco Tuesday in my world, only because I'm very selective with the people that I get to come on to the podcast. I actually, um, I, I, it's half the time to be honest with you, I don't choose them myself. I just, I magically meet these wonderful people and then think, oh my God, you're going to be amazing. You've just got so much to tell and you've got such a story to share. And that is exactly what happened when I met this lady. So I've already introduced her in the introduction. Um, The rest of it, I really want Judy just to tell you for herself, her story and how she got involved with the work that she does at the moment, which is not just helping women, but helping people from all walks of life, men and women, but specifically as well, menopause conversation, which people just don't want to have. However, thank God for ladies like Judy, these conversations are now becoming more and more, not necessarily popular, but more comfortable. These conversations become more comfortable. Anyway, I am so excited and I know you're going to love her to introduce Judy Hastings, who is a personal confidence coach to the podcast. Hello, Judy. Hello, Sally. Thank you so much for the invite. I'm I'm really, really excited about this, but I'm really excited and telling myself I'm not going to laugh too much because every time we have a conversation, I end up roaring laughing. So I won't do that. I promise. That's what I can promise. I'm not going to do raw laughing all the way through. I listen, I, I I love a good laugh. I think you know that anyway. <laughs> Judy and I actually, we've only ever met once, haven't we? Yes, yeah. And we met at a networking event. When I decided to go back networking again, you were sat like next door, but one to me on the table. Yeah. And yeah. Um, oh my God, we hit it off straight away. I think you, you do you know what? I remember you were wearing bright pink pants. I was. <laughs> I had my pink pants on that day. Yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> and they looked mint. And I was like, fucking hell, she's got some seriously cool dress sense. <laughs> Yeah, and then we discovered that they were from a very, can we say where they were from? They were where they're from, from, yeah. 
Yeah, they were from Marks and Spencer. And we were a bit like, oh, okay. Do you know what? Do? I was really shocked they were from Marks and Spencer yeah. because they looked so trendy. No, I was expecting I to say something like mint velvet or Reese yeah. or something like that. <laughs> That's what I should have said. I was like, no, they're Marks and Spencer. <laughs> oh, they're just from Reese, these old things. <laughs> 250 pounds later. <laughs> I <have two. laughs> Anyway, Judy and I met at a networking event, mm. which was fantastic. And the conversation around the table was it was a it was a women's networking event and it mm. went literally from periods to boob jobs to oh my god, all sorts of conversations were covered, weren't they? To career, oh, gotcha. yeah, to IVF, to kids, to menopause. It was yeah. such a good conversation that all the women got involved in. And I knew straight away when Judy was telling me about the nature of her work that I had to get her on this podcast. I had to get her on an episode. And thank goodness she said yes. So, Judy, first of all, right, I just really want you to introduce yourself, what it is that you do, and um, and tell me how you got started, because you've not always been a personal confidence coach, have you? No. Oh, God, no. No, I wasn't. I was a super confident kid. Super confident. And this is why I do what I do, because I believe that we are all born with a load of confidence. We're born with all the confidence we ever need. And then life happens and it gets put on top of that. And we, we've we got this diamond of confidence that we then cover with all kinds of crap as life goes ahead. And I know and I believe that we can excavate that and we can start to reconnect with it. And my journey into this, if you like, we're using the J word, um, I was in the corporate world for years. I was a super, super confident kid, super confident. Um, my parents were really supportive of me and all I did. And I, I thought I was unstoppable. And then I went to big school at 11, went to yep. the big school. And I remember being this, you know, super confident kid walking into big school. And almost immediately, that confidence was pulled from me. Absolutely, the rug was pulled um, when the kind of name calling and the, and I didn't realise when I went to school that I had a um, I had a larger than average size nose. Um, I didn't know that because my mom and dad were just like, "You you're brilliant, you're amazing, you can do everything." I was going, "Yeah, yeah. I can." And then this happened in the school, and I was like, "Oh God." And then I, this, this is the crap that was went on my confidence. And so I completely retreated and I came became something completely different. And then I had... Um, Judy, hang on. Have you had a nose job or not then? Yes. Have you had, you yeah. have had a nose job. Yeah. So was your nose a lot... This is, sorry, I hope we're not getting too personal here. You don't mind talking I don't about care. I'm, I'll overshare like you wouldn't believe oh, me. Oh, I love it. Me too. Because um, yeah. your nose, I was going to say, your nose doesn't look that big. So did you have no, a nose job after this? Then? I did. When I was 17, my my mum and dad were like, you know, and I was like, yeah, I'll have it done. And I, I still maintain that the, the day I had my nose done was probably the one of the happiest days. I, I always say this because... I remember being, I didn't have to have my hand on my face when I was talking to people because I was thinking, by the end of the day, this will be gone. And I and I was thrilled. But this is why, and I think it's important that we kind of understand these things about me and why I do what I do, because I believed at that point I would have this nose job and then, ta-da, yeah. I'm back. No, I wasn't. Of course I wasn't back. I expected to wake up and have all of this confidence gifted back to me and be able to do all of the things I wanted to do. But of course, I was still the same person. The outside had changed. The inside hadn't. And I remember bumping into somebody I went to school with years later and them going, hi, Judy, how are you? And I remember thinking, I'm livid. How did they possibly recognise me? (laughs) 
because I'd had a nose job. I had, and they probably didn't even see that, but it was one of those stuff. So, so, so that was the precursor. Then I kind of fell into this life of, you know, fell into a corporate job, fell into a marriage because, oh my God, somebody wants to marry me. Isn't this amazing? Because I was never going to, this is amazing. I'll get married. So I got married again. This will change everything. Once I'm married, confidence is coming back, guys. No, it didn't. And then the company I worked for sent me on an accredited coaching course. It was over 25, 23 years ago. And in business, they didn't really do a lot of coaching then. It was all very much around sports. So to have coaching within the world of work was really different. I went yeah. on this course. It changed my life forever. It changed my life. So much so I came home and I ended my first marriage. I went, wow. I mean, that is a big deal. To say that, that is a huge, huge thing. What was the catalyst in the course then? What was the catalyst? The course was very much around, and I say this, I felt like I'd been walking through my life backwards. The course kind of turned me around and went, no, 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 you can do that. Because the catalyst was, I was, the story I was telling myself was a load of crap. It wasn't my story. It was the stuff that other people had told me. The other people who told me because I had a big nose, I couldn't do this because, you know, and then the marriage that I had, it was very much around. Well, you're lucky to be in this. You know, you're all right. This is your life now. This is as far as it goes. And I I realized that all of that, I could choose to believe that or not. And I just chose not to. I chose to go, no, no, no. I know I can do more. I can be more. I can have more. And so that for me started that whole, I want to, oh, I want to play with this a bit more because the course itself, although it was a, co- a coaching course, it had lots of NLP in there. It had lots of neuroscience. It had lots of cognitive stuff. Oh, I was in. I was Amazing. like, well, yeah. So I got back to my job and kind of went, I want to do much more of this for the business. And, and, for, and they were like, you go do what you need to do. And I did. And they were amazing. And I did all of that. And then, you know, as I used to, that was the best part of my job, best part of my job when I was doing coaching and bringing people and helping people understand how the stuff under the hood works and how our wiring impacts all of the stuff that we do, how our, just everything about human behavior and how, our, you know, all of that stuff. So did all of that for many, many years, loved it, was really happy. And then as often happens, Sally, as we know, things happen in corporate worlds. There was restructure and I was given this job that was presented to me like it's an amazing job and when I looked at it I went oh that doesn't have all of the stuff that I really enjoy and that you get loads of benefit from and it's amazing and Andy went yeah I'm not going to do that anymore so if you could just do this kind of job where you sit behind excel and you do and I went oh and I have to be really honest and say you're going to fire me in six months if I take this job you're going to fire me so I chose to move away and then started thinking about what do I want to do? Da, da, da. What Using the stuff that I know, I could just, do, I can help other people. I can do this. And of course, we're, I, I'm a lifelong project. I'll continue to do this. We're never done. So for me, there was that bit around you run your own bit. Well, <laughs> if not, yeah. The 17 year old me kind of went, who's going to, who's going to, oh, you're, you're a bit shit. This, aren't you? What, you haven't even got yourself together. And I was like, yeah. okay. But I do know how to do stuff. So it was that. And I kind of went, yeah, I'm going to do this myself then. So, that so was I started that was actually, So that's quite ballsy to do that because I literally mm. have just done that recently. And I'm 44 and I'm shitting myself every day. But there's because you do get those little negative Sally's, those little negative Judy that sits there. Oh, yeah. And you've just got to send them love. 
shit your pants and do it anyway, haven't you? Because you Gosh, know. And it's interesting when you said that, you were like, just a minute ago, you said, you know, who, what was I? I had a big nose. They kept saying, you have got a big nose. You can't do this. You can't do that. Judy, when you say those words, I mean, how ridiculous. And I'm not disrespecting you or what you're But when you actually just take those words and look at them. Exactly. You've got a big nose. You can't do this. I mean, and yet for you, that was a fucking massive deal. It was a huge deal. Yeah. It's, it's that, yeah. You know, and kids and can be fucking so cruel. Right. Kids are cruel. They can come up with some right shit. Oh, really cruel. And I had no idea that that was, and you're absolutely right. When you look at those words and paper, you go, and when I work with women now, I kind of go, oh, you see, I I, uh, I didn't go to university, so I'm not going to be able to do that. What? Sorry. Let's, and it's, it's as you say, let's break that down and go, really? I know. Who says? Who says? And it's the big who says that goes, yeah. is it you? Is it the truth? Is it, oh, it's it's just, it is. There's There's so much. The, and I love doing it. And that's why I, you know, there's lots of stuff that you do around coaching. There's lots of stuff that you do around helping people. But the whole confidence thing and helping people collaborate better with themselves. Yeah. Makes all the difference. Well, this because is interesting. Like, so when I was at school and I was sort of turning 16, 17, going on to do my A-levels, you had to sit with the careers advisor. That's what they were called, the careers advisor. Your My, yeah. my options were um, florist. <laughs> I mean, where the fuck has that come from? <laughs> what the hell? So, so Sally, you could go into floristry. I was like, what? I mean, on reflection yeah. now, I was like, why Why did she say that to me? And it was all because of my grades, because I was easily distracted. I was very arty-farty. Um, they never could have imagined that I'd ever become a radio presenter for 14 years. Um, but, you know, at the time, this is what they were saying yeah. to me was, floristry um or if you improve your uh, what was it your confidence with computers you, you could be a pa or a secretary and secretary that, that, get that, in. That was in the fucking 90s that was in the 90s oh. and i said oh, i don't because really, i think i'd gone to see her and i said oh, i don't really know what i want to do and those yeah. are the basics of floristry secretary or i could have worked in you know what are your interests and what were my interests yeah. i mean i was a kid i was you know i didn't realize i was a Science. young 17 I didn't really know. And yeah. so, and that's when, I mean, I'm 44. I mean, things have definitely massively changed in that time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what you probably come across is women who didn't realize they had more options. And so therefore they're being told that that's all they can do. So they've been having those limits put on them from a very early age when they are very yes. vulnerable. And yes. we all know now you're still not fully developed as a woman at 16, 17 or 18, no. you know? My fucking body was going crazy for years with hormones. Absolutely. And who says that at that time we make a decision that we then have to think about a, a lifelong or a, you know, a career for a good time? We don't. Yeah. We abs- and, you know, you're absolutely right. When we think about, and particularly women, and this lends very nicely into the whole, we often see that dip of confidence. And I, when I work with people around, the whole menopause thing for me, and um, Confidence takes a dip. It massively does. And I, again, massive overshare on the way here. I, um, as you know, Sally, I've been through the menopause twice. So when we are making decisions about things and things that we want to do and the the differences that we want to make and things like that, hormones absolutely have a massive impact on that. And I went through the menopause twice. I was medically induced into the menopause when I was a lot younger. Um, and then I went through um, kind of 
the natural, real, whatever you want to call it, because I had a medically induced menopause because I needed um, a hysterectomy. Um, and there was a there was a load of space in between. How old were you then, Judy, when you had, you don't mind me asking, do you? Absolutely not at all. No, 32. 32. So that is yeah. really young, really young. It was, yeah. And I had, um, I had, you know, I had some issues. I went to the doctors and they said, yeah, you've got, you've got massive fibroids and I went great. And they went, yeah, but that's okay. Because lots of people do crack on. Um, and if there's anything, if there's anybody listening who has little fibroid, get them removed, get them removed now. Because I remember going back six weeks later going, this is horrendous. This is no, and he went, oh, yeah, they're massive. One's the size of a 22-week pregnancy. One's, and I was like, oh, shit. And they went, right. And they did that whole thing, right. Right, so you're going to have to have a hysterectomy next Thursday, okay? Oh, my God, Judy. No, it's really not. Why not? Oh, my gosh. So... I then went through a load of research. So they put me in the menopause there and then, which was interesting. Just there and then, you go in a room, big needle, boom. And then I, I had the menopause. Then I started loads of research because I was the woman who was going, this is not, I was taking in books, you know, piles of books yeah. that went, right, so I've done some research. There is a woman in the rainforests of wherever who says that if I eat this, if I skip backwards, if I do that, they'll go. Is that right? And they'd be going, no. And I had all kinds of daft things. Um and then in the end, there was there was something that we we tried that didn't work, and they just said, right, you're gonna have to have hysterectomy. So I had the hysterectomy. There was a little ovary left behind that regulated my hormones, so I didn't go straight into the menopause. So during all of that time, I did super amount of research and did stuff, and aligning that to the stuff that I know about the way we think and the questions that we ask and the stuff that we do, that's when the whole menopause started tying in with the confidence stuff that we do with women and so on because you don't just help women you help everybody from all walks of life don't you absolutely and yeah. what i found yeah. beautiful was is that grace who's been a guest speaker who is the shift workers coach as soon I love as I post, oh my god as soon as i posted grace's um episode i was looking <laughs> at the comments um on my instagram and it was <laughs> judy you literally put you never know grace <laughs> <laughs> Because Judy's been working with Grace and Lydia yeah. for years as the confidence yeah. part of Grace's business. Yes. Which I think is amazing. Yes. So you're helping, which is beautiful because Grace does all like the diet and Lydia and her do yeah. all the, like all the plans and the eating. And then Judy literally does all the confidence and you're helping people, which is what your business is called, mm. um, your time to change. So you're helping yeah. them change their mindsets as well about of course. work and it's incredible because we can all have these we know what works we know the plan we know the list but if your mind isn't going to support you and help you you forget about it yeah. if you're going to have that shitty conversation with yourself that says you've got a big nose who are you to think that you could go to a gym and start working out it's never going to happen yeah that's you're just going to keep yourself at home and go yeah that's right we'll stay here we will stay in the safe we'll stay where we're familiar we won't go and do those things that we know we want to do because we've still got this message on repeat that's a load of crap yeah and it was so interesting because over that networking event um we realized we had so many connections in common and the one yeah. thing that you talked about which was so relevant at the time was how you were helping women with the menopause and in fact yeah. there's a lot of women on our table that were yeah. either gone through it going through yeah. it or on the cusp of it so yeah. with my age now I'm potentially moving that's going to be my next chapter of my life yeah. which is fine and I accept that yeah. but it's not always been a conversation that people have wanted to have 
And it's been like the big M word that's just been sat in the corner. And women have dreaded it for years and years and years. Or didn't know about it. Well, that's another thing. It's a secret. God, that's a secret. That's the thing. It's, you know, it's one thing that happens to 100% of women. Nobody gets away with it. We get different different flavours of it. We absolutely do. I've got a friend who kind of blinked. Got a bit warm one day. Done. Sorted. Right. And I've got friends who have... But yeah, I and and I know with with my mum and when I was because I'm I'm 54, so when my mum was and her friends used to they they didn't do the talk, they used to talk through their nose about it. They'd say that with the if somebody had had it like was roaring at their children or was having a fight with their husband or had just come back from the shops and picked up the wrong child on the way home, it'd be like it's become a man and it would be said like that. It would be said with the funny with the whole she's in the change. Like this complete tone we're talking through our nose, we're mouthing the words yeah. super big. It, the, it's like fucking Harry big. Potter when they don't want to say Voldemort out loud, isn't it? <laughs> say it out loud, you don't say that. That's so true. <laughs> he who should not be mentioned. <laughs> it's that. And you don't do it. And you I don't, don't talk about it. I don't know if I told you this, but I remember when my grandma, bless her, she's passed away now. She's 96 when she died a couple of years ago. She phoned my mum. My mother is her yeah. eldest daughter, her eldest child, and said mm-hmm. to her, oh, Sandra, Sandra, I think I'm pregnant. Um, <laughs> she was in her 50s, right? And my mum went, no, you're not, mum. She went, I tell you what, they've stopped. Everything's stopped for me. I think I'm having a baby. And mum went, no, mum, you're not. You're going through the menopause. And she went, what's that then? She didn't have a clue. Didn't have a clue. Isn't that interesting? Isn't it? And, and that's scary. That's my grandma. That was my mum's mum. But didn't have a clue. And then my when my mum was going through it, she wouldn't even talk about it really because my mother was a ward no. sister in hospital, and it was I think my mum saw it as a weakness if she ever mentioned anything about it. So because she was Very sort of in a position of that she'd worked her ass off to get, um, yeah. and you know didn't probably I think subconsciously she probably didn't want to kind of let people know. And then I because I did women's history, women's studies at university. Mm. And I was reading all about how, my God, especially in the Victorian period, your husband could have you sectioned if you were yeah. going through the menopause and becoming a yeah. bit hysterical. And then there was yeah. the whole thing with the violet wand, wasn't there? Where you would, in fact, there's a film that's been done about it. I'll find it. Do you know what? I'll find it. I've watched bits of it. I've not watched the whole thing about how it was helping women. And it was, I think it was electro treatment. That was what we're going for, electric shock treatment as well. So women, we really were ostracized and so that's probably why when when this is so interesting so it's almost like when women when we ask if you're okay you just go yeah yeah I'm fine Fine. because you don't want to see a weakness that you might be struggling because you don't know whether you're going to get fucking sectioned or not so it's scary isn't it that that's come down through generations yeah and it is it's that generational thing of you know we're not going to talk about it we're just going to get on with it just crack on just keep your eyes up and just keep going and that's and any, if anybody's interested it doesn't you know don't have that con- and now and I think women talk about it when I, I I talk to women a lot of women around my age and people who are going through per- I mean perimenopause who knew we didn't have that that's the new when we t- when we find women getting groups together of course they're going to have that conversation about it people start to talk about it a lot more now and i think that's that's that, you know that's awesome that we're doing it but you're absolutely right years and years ago in my mom's area didn't even t- and now when i talk to my mom around some of the things i do 
you know, supporting people and helping people when I talk about the menopause and the things that are going on, she's a little bit like, does that happen? And you're like, you, yeah, you, you went through it. And it, you, some of it, she's just a bit like, really? Yeah. Isn't it, it's, it's amazing. Just, it's just, it's, to be fair, I think that women, women are definitely starting to, because I think in some cultures, and you correct me if I'm wrong on this one, it's actually seen as like the new woman. It's seen as like a, the new generation. It's seen as the awakening, isn't it, of the it's woman? The, oh, and this is what I love. And this is, you know, um, and I know I said to you before, when it absolutely is. This is the change that we, we I don't know where the, historically, I don't know where the name, the change came from, but it is actually uh, the change. We are changing because if we even just think about it, and, you know, I'm just going to caveat this. I'm not a medical doctor. This is just the research that I've done around mindset, mood, cognition, and everything that goes with the menopause and how our hormones dip and all of this. But what is happening is, as, as you know, as an animal, we're moving into that phase. If you think about our women as in our lives having these three phases, so the, the pre-puberty bit, yay, then we hit puberty. And let's think about it because puberty, we're a bit better talking about that. That's okay. We'll have that yeah. conversation. Yeah, we'll have, although I remember having a conversation in my infant school and the um, girl who went to our school who had five sisters, she told me that every month you have to go to hospital for four days. <laughs> When you get this pic, Sally, I run home to my mum, cry my eyes out and said, why didn't you tell me this terrible thing happens? And my mother was like, this is interesting. So what's that now? And I said, she's got five sisters and they said, you go to you go to hospital for part. And my mum said, I've never been in hospital before. <laughs> oh, logically, why did, no, you don't leave us at all. And she was like, it's a load of rubbish. Like, and I, then I went back and said, this is what's happening. So puberty, we up to puberty, first phase. Yeah. Middle bit where we are looking after children, we are looking after parents, we're doing all of this nurturing bit, this is the bit in the middle, then we hit the menopause, and then we have that. So if we think about our life in three phases, this this last bit, this phase, this last phase, this is amazing. This is where I like to, to help people understand. This is amazing. This is the bit where, and this is why menopausal women, when people have been through or have gone, give a shit, because yeah. the... The hormone, the bonding hormone, which is our estrogen, which is the bit where we're taking care of everybody and we're making sure everything works and we're doing all of the things. We're cooking lunches, we're looking after parents, we're looking after children, we're nurturing, we're growing, we're doing all of this. We start to lose the hormone, so we start to care more about us. So it is a change. It's a change yeah. about, hang on, that little person is now okay. They they can go, parents, you know, our parents are, are you know, we're not looking after them anymore, they're not around. So it is then we get back to that bit of this is about me. This is about me and what I want to do. And this go. is why it's that third bit. Because, you know, I've spoken to people and they've gone, oh, you get the menopause, then you die. No, you don't. <laughs> you hit the bloody menopause. Then you get yourself back and you go, right, what is it I want to do? It's this liberation of, right, I want to get, yeah, I want to go and set my own business up. I want to go and do this. I want to change your career. I want to do that. And that's what the menopause it can be really really liberating and you know we know that there's loads of symptoms we know that the stuff doesn't have to be like that for everybody everybody's menopause is different but it's how we think about it and how we adjust some of those thoughts that make all of the difference because you I think you mentioned to me the other day in a conversation you said that that men are having similar kind of 
not necessarily um, symptoms, but going through changes again because of their hormonal sort of structure yeah. as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So the andropause. So I used to laugh when I used to do a lot of the talks that I do because I work with corporates around menopause awareness and helping the people in the being able to have a conversation. And I know we've had the, the, the conversation. I remember being in one corporate setting where I was on, you know, talking to the group and I had all of the menopausal symptoms on the board. And this lady was horrified and said to me, please take that down because there was men in the room because we wanted men to be in there to understand because I was talking menopause because the menopause indirectly impacts a lot of us because men have got wives, mothers, maybe sisters, yeah. daughters who are yeah. going to go through it. So the education is important. Um, and there was men in the room and this girl was, oh, she was squirming. So she was so uncomfortable. And she said to me, can you change the slide, please? And I said, what's that? And she said, because you've got the word vaginal dryness on a screen. <laughs> and I had to remind her that she's got one. It's going to go dry. How it works. One of them, she was like, this is hideous. I can't bear it. And this is, so the male thing, I used to, when I was doing those sessions, I always used to kind of joke and say, male, they we we're animals let's remember so we do have these we absolutely have these peaks and, and and troughs of our hormones but men difference with men is men will the male menopause is known as the andropause and it's 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 not as um it has less symptoms similar symptoms yeah. as the menopause but not as many not as the 34 they have a handful um, and this is very gradual. For a woman, you will, you know, our hormones kind of dive off a cliff. Men, it's very gradual from about the age of 35 that their testosterone starts to dip about one and a half percent, that kind of thing. But you see that men don't look, women can no longer have children, whereas men can, you know, let's think about Rod Stewart. Jeez, you know, they can conceive into this. The, way of course, into life, they're not going to lose yeah. that. But I always used to laugh and say, you know, a male menopause is about dating inappropriate women and buying sports cars. They have those changes. <laughs> you know what? Well, it's called like the midlife crisis, isn't it? That's what it was known as, the crisis of men. The, again, and they start wearing leather. Those words. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to add that in. They do, yeah. That is so true. Dressing like the hoff. Hi. <laughs> Fucking men in leather is just hilarious, isn't it? It's just so funny. That's brilliant. But yeah, but they do that. Andropause is definitely a thing, and when you start to see, um, and men will feel symptoms around being stressed. They'll feel symptoms around, um, you know, the libido will definitely dip. Their their strength will dip. They they'll put a bit of belly fat on. It's testosterone. When we check yeah. testosterone, you can see testosterone's not there. They can start to. So it is definitely, you know, but we're and animals. there's a lot of guys that are going through TRT as well. Yes. They're going through Absolutely. testosterone. And actually, these are yes. guys who are really aware of it. And this is what, by the way, I'm not laughing at men in leather and men going through the, you know, the menopause no. at all. Yeah. Because I've got a husband myself who I absolutely adore. But mm. TRT um, is very popular in America where it's not. Very illegal, popular. Um, but it's where men yeah. are more conscious because because they are more conscious they don't want to get that belly fat they don't you know people are having kids later in life they probably got young Absolutely. children as well you want to stay fit and healthy and losing that 100%. testosterone affects everything sex drive yeah. physical status you know yeah. um work and for men it's and you know and if you've got um like a, a, should we say alpha male is that dangerous to say yeah. nowadays i think you can say well i'm gonna say it. i don't give a shit yeah say it go on I love and it. i have an alpha male yeah and it's almost like they're very conscious that they want to remain the lion 
in the pack. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. They want to be the male lion. Um, yeah. And it's, it's really, I, I find it fascinating. Um, and yeah, I've got friends whose husbands have gone through midlife crises and have bought the sports car, have started dating the much younger girl. And I mean, huh? like 20 years difference and yeah. wearing and wearing leather. Wearing leather. Stop it. Have so you're right. It totally does. It affects men completely differently, but they completely differently. Right. Yeah, absolutely, completely different. And it is a thing. And but this is the when we've got awareness of it, you can start to you can ask better questions. You can start to think about different things that you can do because you know we also know that there's a lot of stuff around gut health is massive around managing symptoms and oh it's yeah. I could go on for hours, Sally. You know, oh, no, I, do you know, know what? I find but... it fascinating. And I'm I'm this... so grateful that you came on to talk today about menopause because there is a there's a lot of women, should I say, that are getting and I've seen this recently on my own Instagram and mm-hmm. Facebook. Um, and women are sort of reaching out and sort of putting their hands up as if to say, Oh my god, I'm going through this. As if can anybody else relate? And I'm just so grateful that there are women that like yourself who are mm. happy to talk about these subjects. Oh, yeah. Because there is just, I think that there's so many taboos around the female. You just said then that woman didn't even want to see the words vaginal dryness. I mean, what is, what's happened to her for, to not want to talk Absolutely. about Absolutely. Like this is the whole thing. And one of the guys who was in the session said, you know, I'm so grateful that we've had this now. He said, because I have um, a team of women who are in the 50s. He said uh, they were his direct report. He said, now you, I get into a meeting and he said, they do that thing where they start folding paper over and fanning their face. He said, and they, they forget that he said, and and he was really honest. He said, and I do the only thing that I find appropriate. I ignore it completely. He said, and I hate myself because I don't want to ask a question because I don't know. I don't know what I can say. I don't know. He said, now I can have much better conversations yeah. and I can help them because it's okay. to." He said, I don't want to. And this is the thing, you know, you don't want to say, oh, yeah. Well, some people don't want to say, is, is this, is well, it the man Just even saying, Sue, do you want to um, open the window a bit? Do you want to turn the air conditioning down a bit? Is it too hot in here for you? Just something absolutely. like Absolutely. Absolutely. Just something like that would, you know, learning yeah. a bit more about it would give him the confidence just okay. to yeah. maybe not say it directly, but indirectly. Like, yeah. do you want to turn the AC down in the workplace? Yeah. Just anything. Like you said, these it, are the things. There are so many taboos. Like you said, like vaginal dryness. Like, this is so I've got a little boy. Well, you know, I've got Roman and he's four. <laughs> we call Roman's genitals his genitals. That's his penis or his willy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's your balls, yeah. mate, and that's your bottom. Yeah. I don't want to make up little words for him like his tinky or his like his noodle or anything like that. Yeah. Because, oh, fucking hell, I need Roman to understand what his genitals are. Yeah. And I think that people have been afraid of these words, like doesn't want to see vaginal dryness. What do you want to see? You know, cookie, (laughs) cookie Yeah, would you like me to say your foo-foo gets a little bit parched? That's never... Your foo-foo gets parched. It's this kind of stuff. Well, this is it's, it, it's and this is where important. there's been so many taboos around periods, yeah. around well, which is why I started this, you know, podcast around IVF, yeah. infertility, yeah. and menopause is one of those subjects that is definitely mm-hmm. one of those that's really been brought, had some wonderful light shone on it in recent months yes. and years. Yes. And thank goodness for ladies like yourself, Judy, you're just helping people reframe it. I suppose we could say, and absolutely, and that's what I love to do, and I do, I am really clear around it doesn't have to be as debilitating because I know that there's a lot of narrative at the moment around how horrendous it can be and I know that some people really really suffer 
it, it's not that way for everybody with some adjustments when we know better we do better so it's it's about it can be quite a positive and liberating when we change how we think about it we we can because let's think about it Sal. you know when you I've had sessions where people have gone, oh, hang on, you hit the menopause, you go fat and you grow a beard and you, and it's like, right, okay, then we'll think about the, let's, and I did this once, I got a group, I said, look out the window, in the middle of a Liverpool, I think it was, or Chester, look out the window, of all of the women that you see over the age of kind of 50, how many are, oh, fat, with a beard, da, da, da. Yeah. and people were like, oh, it's no. That's it. It's almost like people say you let yourself go. You only let yourself go if you want to, because it's called letting go. That means that you physically let yourself go. Nobody yeah. else lets you go. No. So it's 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 interesting. It just goes to show how powerful words can really be, doesn't 100%, it? Hundred percent. Yeah. This is it, and this is what I love around what I do. I am so grateful to have you on today. Thank you so much, Judy. Right, if you want to get hold of Judy, I'm going to leave all of her details in the notes below. Um, Your website is yourtimetochange.co.uk, isn't it? It is, yes. And then I think it's the same for Instagram as well, which is your time to change. And when it's two, it's the number two. So it's your time, number number two, change. But I will, like I said, I will put all of these details. Um, You can reach out to Judy. People can contact you directly, can't they, to have one-to-one sessions with you? 100%, yeah, of course, yeah. It's been such a pleasure. I cannot thank you Loved enough. It. Thank you for taking the time out today. I won't keep you for much longer because I know that you might have a parched foo-foo. So <laughs> go and get some lube slapped on that thing. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. My pleasure. Oh, no, honestly, it's been amazing. Make sure that you reach out and find me. It's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum on Instagram. And like I said, I'll leave all of Judy's details as well in the show notes. Have a great week and I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring and you and I are best friends now.